0: Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, brhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. If you've got your Bibles, Matthew chapter 6, I want to read to you a little section from from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. When you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be honored by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving will be in secret, and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you they have their reward in full but you when you pray go into your inner room close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you're praying don't use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. If, for if you forgive others, For their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. And whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they're fasting. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you openly. I've told this story before, but it's been quite a long time. um, Of when when the Lord was trying to teach me about discipline, you know, this was like in the first year or two of of uh, being saved, and Siobhan and I were, you know, uh, just married, and we were. On fire for the Lord and just excited to serve Him. And, and I remember uh, being in the car or something, and I'm praying and sort of praising Him. And, and uh, you know, what would you have me do, Lord? Like, what, you know, what should I do next? And He said, uh, discipline. Just one word, discipline. And um, not my favorite word at that time, especially. I've gotten a little bit better, but He um, said discipline. I said, uh, okay, um, what should I do? And He said, fast three days anybody remember this story? If you do remember, you'll remember I didn't do it. I think I started a fast, and I, eat, I may have made it to lunch or maybe to dinner. Maybe I even did one day, but I definitely didn't do the three days that he'd asked me to do. And um, But I felt, still felt pretty good about things, so I just went on with life. Life was fine. The Lord was generous to us, and we We just carried on with things, right, as you do. And a few years later, at least two or three years later, um, I I was asking him the same kind of stuff. And again, he said, discipline. And I'm like, discipline, okay, yeah, yeah, what should I do? And this time he was more forceful. He was like, fast three days. And it just, oh, it broke my heart because I remembered, like, oh, man, he told me to do that like two years ago. Like, what if I missed because I wasn't, obedient to him then like where could I have maybe I could have been much further in my in my desire to be close to him if I would have just done it and so I was convicted and I did the three days and um, it was amazing that third day um, I just I felt like there was no boundary between me and him my heart and his heart anything I asked I felt like he was just answering and he told me some things that day that still haven't come to pass still in our future and he told me some things that changed our lives that day, like immediately. I mean, we moved to Big Rapids because of what he told me that day. We were about to buy a house in Reed City. I mean, I actually, we had not made an offer and they had countered or something like that. I, all I had to do was sign uh, and we would have gone in that direction. We thought our future was there. And he brought us over here, changed everything. I mean, I'm standing here today because of some things that he said that day. But what I've realized recently is that I never made fasting a part of my normal walk. And it's supposed to be. You know, he, he said, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, Isn't that interesting? He didn't say, uh, if you have more than you need and you want to give. (laughs) Right? He didn't say, uh, if you've got spare time and you want to pray. And he didn't say, if you're the kind of person who likes it and you want to fast. He said, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. See, Jesus considered these three things to be normal in the, in the life of, a, of every believer. These are just normal things, as he considered it our reasonable service. And I, and I think that Jesus knew that, that these three things, fasting and giving and praying, when you combine them in the life of a believer, it makes a, a three-fold cord that's not easily broken, right? <clears throat> And you know, I I really wanted to call a a corporate fast, that's what we call a church-wide fast. When when all of us together agree that we're going to fast for a period of time, that's what we call a, a corporate fast. I wanted us to do one at the beginning of this year, um, but I just didn't feel like I had clear direction to, to do that. Um, a lot of churches do. Maybe some of you have even been involved in that. We've even done it here in the past. We've, you know, a lot of churches will do like a 21-day fast at the beginning of every year, because they really believe it sets up blessings for the year, and it and it uh, it can really take a layer off. I've really liked what uh, Joe said this morning, and when we were praying, he said, "Take a layer off, Lord, so that we're tender." You know, like exposed skin is just so much more tender, and. Uh, Fasting really does that. It uh, makes us, like, hyper-aware and sensitive to the Spirit, right? But uh, I I held off because I really felt like um, like God wanted Siobhan and I to do some personal fasts to get some direction on it before calling for, um, um, for everyone to, to participate. I, and um, I wouldn't want to ever ask you guys to do something that, that I wouldn't do, right? And uh, so I really felt like he was um, wanting us to to do a, to fast together in the month of March. Because as you guys know, we are in a time of transition here at Hope Church. We have been laying the foundation for several months for a relaunch on April 1st. Okay, that's Easter this year is is April 1st. And so um, we have been kind of just taking a hard look at everything we've done, everything we've been doing, everything that's sort of normal and commonplace, and, and just trying to figure out what kind of church does he want us to be? What what should we be doing? You know, who, who are we? And, you know, what's our mission? What's our vision? What's our core values? Um, how are we going to reach the lost? How are we going to do missions? Um, you know, how are we going to do Sunday mornings? And so it's, it's felt... You know very overwhelming and fortunately um, we've got you know a great team of people to help to help with that but that's where we're at and so I really feel like that month of March leading up to um, to Easter is a really important time for us to um, to be fasting and praying okay and but it's been quite a while since we've done a group fast, and I can't remember the last time that fasting was taught or encouraged. And so I wanted to take the next couple weeks to go over the importance of fasting for every believer and give some practical advice for you to know the different types of fasts and uh, who fasting is for um, and why you should join us for, um, for this fast in the month of March. So. Before I get into what fasting is, let me tell you what it's not. Um, fasting is not just going without food. Okay, that's starving. Um, or it's dieting. I mean, you know, but going without food alone is not, is not fasting. Fasting is uh, refraining, biblical fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Um, Fasting without prayer and without seeking Him is just dieting, and you know, not that there's anything wrong with, with with that either. But but that's not what we're talking about here. So um, next week I want to I want to tell you um, some really some of the great stories, biblical stories, real life stories that have happened as a result of of fasting and praying. But um, but today I just sort of wanted to talk about. Um, The different types of fast that we see in the Bible. And and, I mean, I can tell you now, every major character or significant person in the Bible fasted. Um, You know, we know that Jesus fasted for 40 days. And I would say, if he's our model, right, he never expects us to do anything he's not willing to do. And if Jesus could have performed everything he needed to accomplish without fasting, I think he would have, but he never did any miracles until after, after he fasted at the beginning of his ministry. So we see Jesus fasting 40 days. Um, Paul fasted, uh, he did at least two that I know of, he did a 3 day fast and a 14 day fast. Um, Peter was doing a 3 day fast when he was up on the roof and he got the vision to bring the gospel to the Gentiles, remember that story? and it was to the centurion's house. And the centurion, he was fasting when he got the vision to send to Joppa for Peter, right? Thank goodness they both were sensitive and obedient because all of us, I mean, I'm not, I'm not of Jewish heritage. I, I'd be left out without that, uh, you know, that interaction there. So um, we see Joshua fasted 40 days. Daniel, sort of famous for fasting. He's got one named after him. Uh, he did at least a couple of 21-day fasts. Um, David, oh, David. Uh, David was a man who fasted. He fasted and prayed, cried out to God a, a lot. Um, so different types of fast that we that we see. There's um, there's an absolute fast. That's where you go without anything: no food, no water. I think the only time I would ever consider this is if I was stranded, um, you know in the middle of the ocean or something, uh, or in a cave or something where I had no other choice. I don't, I don't think it's very safe. Um, I, I think you would have to have a very clear word from the Lord that that's what He wanted you to, to do, and, and maybe check with a doctor. but that's, so that's an absolute fast. We don't see a lot of that, but we do see some. And then um, a what we call a normal fast, where you go without food, um, but you drink lots of water, um, and uh, um, and then we see partial fasts like like the one that uh, Daniel's uh, famous for, where in his case he went without the Bible says he went without um, bread or meat or sweets, you know that's sort of what we call a, a Daniel fast, and um, um, which sounds really easy, but if you've ever tried it um, I, I think it is a good option for people, especially if you, you know, if you're not sure you can actually do a like a normal fast. But um, I find myself thinking a lot about the rules and like, what can I eat? You know, <laughs> I, I think like, you know, what can I get away with on this on this thing here? Like, you know, is this count? Is this too delicious? Um, you know, but but uh, anyway. So I, I personally prefer. Um, to, to do a normal fast for, for different lengths of time. But um, I'll tell you another thing I, I don't think it is, is I, I see on Facebook a lot of people say what they're going to give up for Lent. You know, Catholics are now in the season of Lent, and, uh, you know, oh, I'm not going to have, um, I'm, I'm going to give up Snickers bars. It's like, whoa, what a, what a tremendous sacrifice. The Lord must be so proud of you. Um, you know, or I'm going to give up, uh, I'm going to give up beer for Lent. It's like, oh, that's admirable. Um, or whatever it is. But, you know, I, I think if it's easy, if it doesn't really mean anything to you, don't think he's going to be impressed by it. You know what I mean? But on the, on the flip side, if it matters to you, like, like, um, like maybe for Jeremiah, uh, well, maybe if you had Snickers at every meal but uh, like jeremiah likes to play video games and if if he was to if he was to willingly lay that aside so that he could get closer to the lord that would matter to god you know what i mean god would take notice of that and he'd be honored by it if i gave up video games it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't mean anything <laughs> I didn't hear anything but comic books but you know I don't even have time for that these days so that would be pretty easy too but you get the you get what I'm saying if it's if it matters to you and you lay it aside for the purpose of spending that time with him that's exactly what we're talking about here so um I'm so Siobhan and I did a um a three-day fast this week as I was you know studying about this and and um it. Uh, I'm. I'm always glad that I'm always glad to do it, but um, it was a. It was a tough one, not because of being hungry, but just it seemed like events conspired to kick us in the teeth at every turn. It just was sort of a rough, a rough uh, week. But um, um, I'm thinking about this. This you know this month of March, and and what I'm proposing is that we. Uh, we take the next couple weeks individually and think about how you might want to participate in this and kick it off on March 4th, okay? And that gives us four weeks, four Sundays, from from the first Sunday in March until Easter to just all of us be sort of going after this thing and and just pursuing God. And um, you've each got to decide. I would much rather you decide what you're going to do and stick to it than me propose something f- for all of us and I'm the only one doing it. You know what I mean? Which that, I've seen that happen in the, in, the, in the past. And then it's like, oh, we were fasting? You know, so um, I'm even still, still praying uh, about what I'm gonna do. I'm definitely not going to do, go four weeks without, without food. Um, I don't think I'm capable of that. If you feel led to that, then I, I will support you 100%. But um, but I think there's some, there's some easier uh, maybe ones for, for people who aren't sure they can do any of it. Um, like you could do, uh, you know, uh, where you fast until um, sundown, for instance. I mean, I think most of us could probably do that. For some of you, that's too easy because you're the type of person who doesn't eat breakfast and sometimes you work through lunch and next time, you know, you know it's, it's dinner time already. But... Um, you know, or maybe you pick one day a week, a 24-hour period, one day out of each of those four weeks. Or um, or maybe you try a, um, some, some three-day fast leading up to Sunday morning service, and you don't eat until like after Sunday. I, I'm kind of thinking about instituting that just for my own uh, life, like every Saturday. Fast all day Saturday until after church on Sunday because I want to be extra sensitive when I come in here on Sunday. You know what I mean? I want to be... Um, in tune, more in tune with with, uh, with what he's saying to me and what he's doing, and, and um, you know, I, I would say like if you if you're if you don't see the point in it, if you're not feeling hungry, or um, if you've just been sort of complacent in your relationship with him, this might be exactly what you need to take that layer off. David, David's heart in the Psalms, I mean, over and over again, he says stuff like, um, like in Psalm 42, where he says, uh, as the deer pants for the water, longs for the water, that's how my heart longs for you. Um, and he says, day and night, tears are my only food, right? I mean, this guy just, there are things that are more important to me than food. You know, there are things I'm, I'm hungry for right now in my life. There are things I want from him that I want more than food. And I think when we get to that point, that's when God takes notice. And that's when he, like he says, he sees what we do in secret. He rewards us openly. So I'd like you guys to take the next, um, take this week, take next week, and, and just ask him, God, what do you want? From my life. I mean, what, what have I missed out on? Because I haven't listened. I haven't been sensitive. I, um, I haven't been in tune. Remember when the disciples failed to cast that, uh, that demon out, and Jesus came along and, and cast it out, and what did he tell them? He said, this kind can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. And so, man, it breaks my heart when I think, what prayers have I not had answered? What breakthroughs have I not gotten because I did not make this a part of my of my normal life and If you need to know your calling, God's calling on your life, you need to know who to marry, you know who's the right person for you to marry, um, what job you should take what you know you need healing. You need whatever it might be. I think that this is exactly where you should start because when we go without food, when we say no to uh, our stomachs, you know, that, that our king, king's stomach, as uh, Franklin Jensen calls it, when we say no to that, we become, our soul becomes, our spirit becomes uncluttered. And we become amazingly sensitive to the Spirit. And that's what I want for you guys because I think fasting is one of those like, secret sources of power. And who could use more power in their lives? God has given us a really big mission here. To reach these four counties, to see these four counties discipled, to see Macosta County discipled with the gospel of Christ, to see Nuevo County discipled with the gospel of Christ, to see Osceola, to see Nuevo, and to reach the nations with the gospel through, through the students at Ferris State. That's a really big job to do. I think it's the kind of job that doesn't get done except by prayer and fasting, Right? When you give, when you pray, when you fast, would you pray with me, Father? We want, we want to be the type of disciples that, that these are just everyday things for us. These are a normal part of our lives. This, uh, this giving and praying and fasting. We, we, we want to draw closer to you. We want to be more sensitive to your voice. Father, we need your direction in our lives. And we're done settling for anything less than that. We're not going to settle for just floating along on our, own, on our own steam, on our own power. Father, I want to see your hand in my life every day. I want to hear your voice on every decision I make, big or small. I want to walk in step with you. Father, I just pray you would speak a little clearer this week to us. Let us know um, how how we should approach this time um, of fasting and and praying together. Uh, I just pray you'd make it clear to each person in this room what their reasonable service is, what you would want them, uh, how you would want them to participate in this. And Father, I just thank you for it. I thank you for every single person in this room. I just pray you bless them this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks, and have a blessed week.